Thank you for listening to Unmute Yourself. I will always give this disclaimer before we begin. This podcast is not rated. I might use adult language. I might reference alcohol, nudity, and mental health. Please listen at your own risk. I feel like every comedian I know suffers from mental health problems. I think it's so much easier to make jokes at your problems than actually live with your problems. There's this lyric that I always think about that came from Bo Burnham's song, Can't Handle This. I believe it's still on Netflix. It's his 2016 show. Come watch the skinny kid with steadily declining mental health and laugh as he attempts to give you what he cannot give himself. So basically, I started this podcast with parts of my remastered journal of things that I've written and read over and over for the last decade. I've always envisioned that journal to be a comedy sketch. The one where the girl is on the stage talking about what it's like to be too white with brown skin. The one where I complain about my curly hair that takes 30 minutes to brush. The one where I laugh about being bisexual and how dating is like being in an apple orchard and you have to choose between red apples and yellow apples. Or the one where I talk about my depression and my roller coaster of emotions. I've always wanted to make people laugh. I feel like I would rather make jokes about my sadness. Bo talks about in his song about trying to stick his hand in a Pringle can. How he can't fit his hand in a Pringle can. I feel like that's about my life. I know what he means. Sometimes it's hard to fit in the world and everyone expects you to be normal. What is normal anyway? My biggest fear is failing. I mentioned in a previous episode that I'd even apply to my dream college because I feared getting rejected. I didn't even attempt to fight for the tennis scholarship because I feared not being good enough after surgery to even play on the court. I feared getting into relationships at one point because I felt like I was going to fail. Michael Jordan once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Actually, I'm not sure Michael Jordan said that, but it sounds so much better when I said Michael Jordan once said. I feel like everybody trusts Michael Jordan. Did you know that he got cut from his freshman year basketball team and he kept trying? Look how well he did. Could I have made it in the NBA with six championship wins? Probably not. Well, the fact that I'm female and I'm not really good at basketball are two really good reasons why I probably wouldn't. Although my dad really wished I was good at basketball. One thing I regret is putting down the basketball and not even trying. I just couldn't play after my brother died. Every time I picked up a basketball, I thought about the one that was given to my family, signed by his team at his funeral. When I started this podcast, I thought to myself, what if nobody listens? What if I fail? Then after talking to some people close to me, I realized that I'm not doing this to win or lose. Why do I just think that I have to go into things as if it's a win or lose or pass or fail? A relationship isn't a pass or fail situation, although I do personally think I should have passed on some of those people. Getting into college doesn't shape who I am. I still wanted to go to college regardless of the place I did. 
I feel like one day I would be brave enough to go on stage and perform stand-up, I think. I could go on stage and perform poetry and acting. It's just like acting, right? You write your material, practice it, and then perform. It's pretty much the same thing. It's like telling a story. My grandma used to call me her little storyteller. I would tell stories and make up little performances for my family all the time. I asked someone yesterday, what is the best story I've ever told? And they responded, the one in the woods with my brother. So I want to tell you that story. It was October 2005. I was 15 and my younger brother was 14. We wanted to go into the woods because we heard it was haunted and me being basic, I wanted to do all those types of things during the Halloween month. It was a bit of a walk. I would say we got to the woods around 7 p.m. We didn't have a flashlight because we were not thinking and this was before smartphones. It was still light out, so we thought we were good. We started exploring. We were climbing trees and playing around and it started to get dark. I didn't realize how long we were in the woods. We decided to turn around since it was getting dark. We couldn't remember which way was out. I started to panic. He said he remembered. So we started walking and I started following him, but I was looking around, trying to see if I could see a path that led out. It was like we were in there for hours. The sun was completely set and the moon was out. I basically was prepared to die or getting attacked by a ghost or a murderer. My brother shouted, I think we're close, and then all of a sudden he fell down a hill. It wasn't just a normal hill, it was one where you couldn't see the bottom, and I yelled down. And he didn't say anything, I couldn't hear a noise, and I started to cry. Was my brother dead? I just kept yelling. I started to try to climb down, but it was just too steep and very dark, and I couldn't see anything. He wasn't making any noises, and I didn't know what to do. I needed to find somebody. I was yelling for help. I kept walking to see if I could find my way out. I'm not sure how long it took, but I finally found the path that I could see outside, and I ran. I just kept running to my dad's house. I got there, completely out of breath. I have chronic asthma, so it's a little hard, and I'm pretty sure that was the most running I've ever done in my whole life. But I had to because my brother was in danger. I ran into the house crying to my dad, telling him that he was down a hill and he was in danger. He could have been dead. And my dad just looked at me confused. I told him what happened again. And he continued to look at me confused. I told him that we had to call 911. We needed to find a search party. He looked at me and told me to stop crying that everything was fine. I then was confused. Why was he not worried? I grabbed the house phone because yes, back then there was house phones. And then my brother came out of the back room laughing at me. I looked over. What was he doing? How did he get in the room? He fell down the hill. He was just laughing at me. Clearly dirty, but laughing. I just remember, I thought you died. And I couldn't believe it. And I still can't. Because that story was completely made up and and never happened. The reason why I told this story is because we were on the phone and the person said that they're not really good at telling stories. And I said I was. They said, okay, tell me a story. So I did. I made all of that up to prove that I could tell a story. And still to this day, they think it's the best story I've ever told because it was completely improv and I told it like it was a memory.
Maybe I have a gift. Maybe it's not easy to be funny, but it is easy to tell stories. Acting is kind of like that. Being another person and telling their story. The last play I did, it was easy. The character was very similar to me, but also very different. She was a borderline pothead alcoholic poet that just wanted to find someone to hook up with. But I had a solo in the play where I was able to get lost in the character and just be her. It was easy to be funny in that play. It was easy to make the crowd laugh. I fed off of those laughs. Could I be funny enough on my own? Would me telling a story about my life be funny enough? I mean, you tell me. Michael Jordan once said, 50% of jokes are actually the truth. He had to be telling the truth. Again, everybody trusts Michael Jordan. See how easy it is to believe that because I said Michael Jordan once said? Anyways, maybe I should unmute myself and let myself do things that I literally fear. I'll report back on my journey of being a comedian. I would rather people laugh at my life from the stories I tell than to laugh at my life from observing me fail. Hmm. Maybe if I don't cut it as a comedian, I would make it as a poet after all. P.S. I wanted to thank everyone who's listened to this podcast in the last couple episodes. I really appreciate it, and I'm just so happy that I'm able to do this. I wanted to share with you all that I'm currently reading a book called The Things That We Don't Say, an anthology of chronic illness truths, and that the author is going to actually be joining me for an episode where we're going to talk about chronic illnesses, diagnosis, poor treatment, and just things that we just don't talk about when it comes to chronic illnesses. And if you would like to read it, you can actually find it on Amazon if you search The Things That We Don't Say, an anthology of chronic illness truths. And you can get it on like Kindle ebook or an actual physical paperback. I am so excited about this and I just wanted to share it. So I hope you're able to tune into that episode. And thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to Unmute Yourself, a new podcast every two weeks.